0: Welcome to The Label Podcast, a show about disability, illness and difference. I'm Lucy. And I'm Alice. I'm so much more yeah. what, what you see. And we that's Lola. We live our lives differently. identity, and this is who I'm meant to be. I'm just labelled me. I'm just
1: Don't forget in this episode, I might swear, Lucy might cry, and you can check out details of the trigger warnings on our website. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of The Labelled Podcast with me, Alice, and my good friend, Lucy. Hello! Uh, This week, um, we're going back and doing another one of our fabled episodes, which Mm. I'm really looking forward to. Uh, We did one... Back in January is so how we kicked off 2022. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to uh, us talking about Odin and having an excuse to talk about Chris Hemsworth, which is always fun. <laughs> That's the only reason we did it, really. Mm, could do that for a, a, a <laughs> nice long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, why are we here? Sorry. what What's happening? I got distracted. Somebody said Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> um, Lucy, how have you
0: been? I've been all right, thank you. Yeah, It's been a long time since we've actually sat down and, and just done this, the two of us, isn't it, really? Or even yeah. spoken. I said, as I logged on, my right arm's back. There it is.
1: <laughs> and I said, oh, good, I don't even get to have a... Life of my own. I if no. I'm not with my husband, I'm with Lucy.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's I'm the, basically you uh... think me like your child, but you <laughs> I was gonna say work wife, <laughs> sure. Sure. Child. Whichever. Yeah. fun. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm all like, right, How are you? You all right?
1: Yeah, I'm Good. not too bad. I I feel like I've been a bit. Uh, manic towards the end of this week, but that's because I did absolutely shit all at the beginning of the week. Yeah, and so I'm well, now
0: paying for it. That will do it when it really? yeah. Yeah.
1: But Yeah, the weekend is almost upon us. So uh, back to doing shit all again. It'll be lovely.
0: <laughs> Bookend the week by doing nothing either side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, this week,
1: Lucy's going to be doing uh, our disabled character from fiction yes um, which is is what what fabled is all about or relating
0: to at least anyway
1: um so do you want to just tell us all about what we're going to be listening to today loose
0: yes i can uh before i start any of this i will just start with a trigger warning uh some of this stuff gets a little bit gruesome and a little bit horrific towards the end so you have been warned um and you I w- say
1: gruesome and horrific do you mm. mean like scary gross cutting people up it,
0: i mean like burning with fire
1: okay yeah yeah so so if you guys don't <laughs> want to hear about burning people with fire yeah um perhaps like skip that bit and and
0: <laughs> yeah possibly abuse as well well no oh. de- definitely abuse fun times on a friday <laughs>
1: Ticking ticking all the
0: boxes. Yeah. Um so today I'm going to be talking about the ideology ideology of changelings and the tragic story of Bridget Clearly. Clearly. Cleary. 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 So folklore tells us that fairies leave one of their own in place of a human baby. So back in like the Middle Ages and up until really the Victorian times, if a baby was being uncharacteristically themselves so a little bit out of the ordinary they would often say oh it's not the the changelings have taken my baby this isn't my baby i don't know where my baby's gone so they
1: they swapped their baby out for a fairy baby yes basically
0: Um, and it's where the term away with the fairies comes from if if you say to somebody oh they're away with the fairies what they mean is they're being a bit loopy um, they're, they've been taken away by a changeling.
1: Okay.
0: So, um, I didn't realise this, but back in the medieval times and Victorian times, fairies were considered evil creatures uh, thanks to the collusion with the devil. Um, and they would bring these babies to the devil who would, like, it would be stockpiling for more fairies in the future. So they would bring a human baby to backfill for... <laughs> Fairy, so um,
1: so, like, so they they take the they they take the human babies and they give them to the devil, and then the devil like upgrades them to yeah. fairy and then like releases them back into the wild,
0: yes, as a fairy. I, I think that's what that was my understanding, anyway. So, according to Irish le- legend, uh the fairy child may appear sickly or or not grow like an average child so they're quite small or on some great cases i have seen pictures where they're either really small or like have really big heads okay it's like you know that kind of thing
1: right okay yeah and
0: and may have notable characteristics such as (laughs) this made me laugh such as a beard or long teeth so 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 your newborn baby perfectly
1: fine perfectly fine for a a couple of weeks and then you get one morning and they've got teeth that like overlap their lips when they're six weeks old so they shouldn't have teeth anyway and a fucking great beard yeah this is what you're okay basically yeah i can i can understand why that might be a bit worrisome to a new parent (laughs) judith what's happened
0: to the baby it looks like But they also display intelligence far beyond their apparent years, as well as possessing uncanny insights into the world.
1: I don't know though. Have you have you met a lot of new parents? They're all like, "Oh, my baby's so special." You know, you know, she was walking two and a half days earlier than all the other kids at nursery. <laughs> Whereas oh, you know you what? Know,
0: I'm- you know, you know I... she was
1: she was she was talking five minutes
0: before everybody else. She's a genius. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It, th- this is going slightly off topic a little bit, but that's when I so was... unlike us. Yeah, I know. Isn't it? Uh, but when I was um, when I was learning to drive, I mean, I, I don't now because I was terrible at it, and it's safer if I stay off the road. Um, <laughs> but when I was learning to drive, they had to have like a... no. Sorry, it wasn't when I was learning to drive. It was when I was doing some extra work for the bbc as a as like a supporting artist they had to get a letter from my doctor that said uh, is she like physically well enough to to do this supporting artist work my doctor wrote a letter and i swear to god this is what it said it said uh lucy has cerebral palsy all that kind of stuff uh i don't see any reason why lucy should not take part in this filming as her uh, her intelligence is above average <laughs> like, i'm having that on a t-shirt i'm having that on a t-shirt my doctor says i'm a genius
1: i had a history teacher
0: yeah
1: uh who thought i was so good at history that um he rang my mum at home one evening to tell her how good i was at history since the gcse and uh and I was so impressed with how good I was at history that he gave me A-level books and sat me at the back of the class to do my own stuff. Yeah. And then uh-huh. and then because he had left me so entirely on my own and unsupported, I walked out of my history GCSE with an E.
0: Fabulous. Oh, well done, mate. That's, yeah. that's yeah. amazing work there.
1: Yeah yeah so so busy telling my mum how amazing i was my mom thought he was creepy yeah. and it's like he shouldn't be working with teenage girls i don't trust him no so
0: yeah that's <laughs> weird uh i i, I bet he would be so proud that we've got a, a podcast that some, sometimes focuses on disability history do you think we should yeah. tell da- do you think we should tell daisy <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i I'm, I'm sure daisy would be uh as impressed with. with
0: By my history knowledge, as he was. Yeah. Anyway, back to changelings. Uh, (laughs) A common way that a changeling would identify itself is usually uh, displaying unusual behaviour when it thinks it's alone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all do that though? Like, you know, have a
1: cheeky, like, scratch of our butt or something when we think we're in the room by ourselves and then we're like, oh, everybody just saw that. Or is that just me?
0: Me, uh, <laughs> possibly, I cannot confirm nor deny yeah. um, it was it was believed that fairies may take a human child to act as a servant for them. in contrast some believe that the very elderly fairies would be exchanged in place of a human baby and then their very elderly fairies would uh, live in comfort being coddled and cuddled by their human parents. So basically, it's like a fairy going, I've had an offer this, flying around. Fairy I want, retirement home. I want, yeah, basically. I, I mean, go and live in comfort.
1: The thing that I think is I can't think of anything less effective at being a servant than a baby. No,
0: that's true.
1: Like, I'll have a tea, baby. I'm just going to crawl off and fetch it for you.
0: <laughs> You'd be better off with like a robot, wouldn't you, really?
1: or at, at least a preteen,
0: yeah like, I, like not it's like a seven to what 11 year old maybe yeah, yeah yeah
1: you can you can learn to mix a cocktail at seven <laughs> uh, not <laughs> okay. not that i'm advocating for child slavery no, people no. <laughs>
0: That's not brilliant um parents were so in fear of the changelings uh well changelings and fairies that uh they would use simple charms such as open scissors uh next to the baby while the baby was sleeping
1: i suppose that's that's one solution to your parenting problem isn't it
0: yeah basically here is a knife yeah it was a glorified knife stab him yeah um
1: well, or just, you know, leaving the open blades next to the baby who can just, I mean, that sounds like an accident waiting to happen. It
0: does, not it? a and at two o'clock in the morning. Um, or constant watch over the child, which must be exhausting. If you're a new parent, <laughs> I've got to keep watching the babies in case the fairies come. I right? think
1: if you're a new parent, that's a large part of just parenting. Like, yeah. it's just, just being with the baby and making sure that it's still there. So that's very much in, in those those thing. early Yeah, in those in those early years, that's a large part of parenting. <laughs>
0: um so yeah, so they would they would sort of keep keep watch over yeah. over the baby and um uh make sure that the fairies didn't come and, and kidnap them in the night. Right. Uh there are slightly different they are slight that well. Oh, there are slight differences in this folklore. In Scandinavia, stories are told that trolls consider it more respectable to be raised by humans, swapping their <laughs> offspring with a human baby every opportunity. <laughs> when I wrote this down this morning, when I was you know finalising all my notes, I was like, "Am I troll? Undro- am I <laughs> right, It's like, it's like, it's like,
1: oh, you know, well they'll they're, they're, they'll have. Uh, better education access to better schools if they're going up with the humans it's
0: not like moving to like like, out of london in a more leafy suburb is it just swap the parents completely please that'll be fine um while in cornwall in the uk uh it is believed that some children had pixie guardians who administered cures and returned them to their families so i i quite not i quite i mean the the one the the, the legend from Cornwall sounds a bit more palatable than a troll coming to to live with you, really, doesn't I, it? I feel as, as two, though,
1: I feel as though I feel that that um, that fairy tale started because a couple, you know, they went round for for a drink to wet the new baby's head, and yeah. uh, and they took one look at it and they went, oh no, <laughs> oh no. Your uh, your baby's been. (laughs) Oh, Sandra, terribly ugly. Your baby's obviously been swapped for a troll. (laughs) Oh dear,
0: Susan, (laughs) your eyes. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So I I much prefer the the UK version of a pixie, like taking you, fixing you, making you better, and then sending you back to your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not like. You know what I mean? Just making things a little bit better for the child. Um, it reminds me a bit of, like, The Elves and the Shoemaker. Yeah, yeah, that I can see of...
1: that. I, I was thinking it's more a bit like... Like, sometimes you take your car in to the garage and they're like, oh, we've got to keep it overnight. Yeah. It's more like that. and then And then you go and pick it up and it costs you a fortune, but... They fixed that weird clunking noise exactly, that your baby yeah. was making. It's
0: still, the, it's still the same car. It's just a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole and I uh, learned about Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther, I have a dream, Martin Luther. That's he... Martin
1: Luther King. Martin Luther, again, I'm sure Daisy has mentioned him. He's He was a Catholic.
0: He was a theologian
1: theologian
0: the, theologian priest thank you you're not even reading my notes and you know what i'm trying to say uh, theologian a priest and an author yeah. who was a true believer in the changelings he was very much a product of his own uh, times with respect to superstition superstitions beliefs and practices he sincerely believed that satan Uh, was responsible for all malformed children known as changelings. And as such, uh, it was because they were malformed that um, the satanic uh, child exchanges occurred frequently. So
1: so he's saying that a a quote-unquote normal baby was being exchanged for a malformed satanic changeling baby
0: and, uh, yeah and then you, the parent was left with this changeling okay with all and, the, right right okay. with all the issues and so therefore that was in his eyes causing a problem
1: well and that i guess is where satan comes in because it would be like a bad thing to yeah. have to have a child that's mal- malformed
0: mm-hmm. I mean, that that whole, that whole thing. But also, can I just say, this is where I thought, okay, when I learned a bit more about Martin Luther as a person, it did say somewhere that he used to have a diet of worms. So I don't know whether that means he was eating worms or he had worms. I mean, a diet of worms
1: suggests that he was like a badger and that was what he ate.
0: Yes so uh, yeah so
1: anybody else now picturing a badger in a cassock
0: (laughs) no but i don't know you said that um so yeah so i don't know who is more weird weird these changeling children or the worm-eating priest man Um, i'm i'm
1: fairly certain it's the worm-eating priest man i I think
0: i think so too
1: (laughs) the children are are just born Mm -hmm. and yeah
0: yeah yeah uh so in Luther's theological view, a changeling was the child of the devil without a human soul, only a piece of flesh. This Ugh. made it easy for him to justify any abuse of an, of an unfortunate child thought to be a changeling, including putting children to death, something Ugh. which he had no reservations about. I mean, that is pretty grim, isn't it? And like reading the things he would do to these children whilst they were sometimes still in the wound, womb as well. So, like, if the mother thought something terrible was going to happen, or something like that, he would he would get rid of them. Oh, I know. Oh, that go go and sit in the garden and eat some worms, right, and calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Think about what you've done, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's have a bit of a
1: reflection on people's life choices here. And you're <laughs> you're you've got a problem. So you're so you think it's so abhorrent to be born with a physical difference that people that babies should be killed Mm -hmm. sometimes before they're even born and babies and 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 yet and yet i know how i'll spend my sunday (laughs) i'm gonna have a worm barbecue
0: yeah yeah um I will have to just check that worm reference because I'm pretty <laughs> sure, I mean, we could be doing him injustice, but, I mean, he is what I consider a, a bit of a wanker. So I don't think that even, like... Um, <laughs> he, he, whether he did or didn't eat worms, I don't think we're doing him injustice, really. I know
1: he's, he's, it's, he's one of those names that's very familiar to people who have a vague interest in history. Um, so, like, I'm not surprised to learn that especially for you know the 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 religious zealots of the medieval times oh yeah they weren't they weren't exactly known for um being what's the word i'm looking for liberal um yeah yeah i mean
0: because it is eugenics of the highest order isn't it really oh yeah
1: yeah if you think that a child's gonna have a physical difference before before they're even born and i mean. I can in to, to play devil's advocate, which, you know, Martin Luther wouldn't like, but um, I can you know, I can understand how perhaps having a child with a high level of needs in medieval times where we didn't have the same kind of healthcare support. Might have been a big strain on the family, but then also from what Daisy has said to us before about disability history, that actually it's only the kind of the industrial age where we started institutionalizing Mm. people with disabilities. Where you're
0: you know, your your ability to earn money and make a good Mm. life for yourself related to your ability rather than anything else to be. Yeah. So, so it's. um, I
1: think. I mean. And I think it says a lot, you know that he's tying that immediate that physical difference is immediately being tied to Satan and you know the devil. It's so bad mm. that it must be from the devil, yeah,
0: awful really mm-hmm. um so among the diseases or disabilities which, uh and with symptoms that match the description of a changeling at various. in various legends of things like spina bifida, cystic fibrosis, cerebral palsy. As far as I am concerned, you can now call me Gimpy Tinkerbell from now on. That is what I would like to be known as, please. Um, Right,
1: okay.
0: That's my next fancy dress costume sorted. You'll have to go blonde. (laughs) Well, I did once, it was a very bad mistake. I thought I looked like Annie Lennox, I didn't really. And my face wasn't thin enough. <laughs> Who was I kidding? Um uh, so it was things like cerebral pals- down syndrome, William syndrome, Hurler syndrome, Hunter syndrome, autistic spectrum disorder, Prada Willy syndrome, and so I've put cerebral palsy twice because obviously I'm a big fan of CP. Um <laughs> uh, the greater Uh, birth defects in boys correlates to the belief that the male influence uh, male infants were more likely to be taken by fairies so this was a a very like male-led superstition that if your baby boy was a bit odd then uh, it was going to be taken away by tinkerbell right um, when children don't meet the meet the expectations of parents, some some find it difficult. Uh, uh some find a different demon to blame. A condition known as regressive uh, regressive autism. So, like Daisy was saying in that previous episode of Autism Awareness Week, where children uh, develop normally in their early years and then start to show symptoms of autism, can also be uh, compared to the marks of a changeling because obviously as a child grows it's up, that changed
1: behavior isn't it yeah, yeah. so
0: that, that i think that's where the, the where it comes from really
1: yeah so it's,
0: it's i don't know why they think baby boys were taken more you know i don't know where the evidence was i did look but came to no avail as late as the 19th century changeling stories were told in the press of children subjected to violent cures intended to make the fairy flee and bring back the real child this is where it gets a bit
1: okay so like because i thought what you were sort of going to say there was because it's because it's the it's the the two different things isn't it it's like like are are they are they exercising the demon yeah or are they like trying to scare the fairy off so that the fairy goes away and brings your baby back i'm
0: I'm not sure but i think it was it's the last uh, it's the former rather than the latter. I think okay. it's it's kind of trying to get that. I I don't really that but now you've said that it doesn't really make sense that they are a sort of you know having well, no, yours to that to... was why
1: I was saying it because but then I think none of this makes sense.
0: No we're, it, talking, we're talking about fairies, do
1: you know what I mean? And well and it's it's all just classic like oh well nobody wants this disabled person so yes. what can we do to like make an excuse for it, so that we can like it's much it, it, in a in a world where people don't where being disabled is a bad thing, and people don't want other people, their loved ones, to be disabled. Having a demon take over your baby that you can potentially exercise, mm. I think is a lot more, more.
0: I think back in those days, it was a more socially acceptable. It was probably more socially acceptable to have a demon than be disabled. I think
1: it is are we saying back in those days or are we saying well you know on a random tuesday in 2022 possibly. That there are not people in the street who'd be like oh well you're possessed by a demon because oh, you can't it's, walk
0: it's like people say to me you know god's forgiven you for whatever you've done what? What? what 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 exactly what what exactly do you know that i don't um where did i get to so i forgot yeah <laughs> so there's lots, I listening, I there's lots of themes within uh jm barry's peter pan about children's being children being taken away by fairies but that is often to do with um the themes of living beyond the adult world and the world of continual play and not necessarily about captain Hawk <laughs> taking the baby and making things better for them but it runs there are certain themes of changelings and being fairies taking the, you know peter pan taking mm. the children away
1: do you want to hear my peter pan fact go on then wendy yes it was not a name until peter pan he made that name up specifically for peter pan
0: that is amazing isn't it
1: it's like it was a it was a, a thing i think Um, I think the phrase Wendy House Mm -hmm. existed, Mm -hmm. but he took Wendy and And made it it a name.
0: name. I mean, that's creativity. Also, did you know that Peter Pan, uh, all the royalties go to uh, Great Ormond
1: Street? I I did know that because actually it's now out of copyright. And so there was a writer, they, they commissioned to write a sort of update um version of peter pan so that all the royalties for that could then go to great oh. Street because it's now out of copyright so yes
0: it's, i think it. when i heard that fact i was like what a nice thing to do um anyway uh, so yeah so, so there are themes of like the, the, even though they don't come out right and say changelings like you know um it maybe, is a bit taking children taking away from their other, families yes and then bringing them back and everything's all right and um, Sir so William Wilde, the father of Oscar Wilde, uh, writing in 1854, decried the cruel endeavors to cure children and young persons of the ma- their such maladies is attempted by quacks and those termed fairy men and fairy women. So, when I'm talking about cures, I'm again trigger warning I am talking about burning them on fire, um, was the main cure. So, basically, if your baby was a changeling if you put the baby on the fire what would happen was uh, the fire would burn away the changeling the changeling would disappear and your baby would be absolutely fine sat in the fireplace of course
1: i mean <laughs> if your child wasn't sort of disabled beforehand putting them like like in are we talking like full on, like burning hearth yeah. on the flames? I, I
0: mean, I mean, yeah. like sitting them inside the fireplace and then setting them alight and burning yeah. them.
1: That I mean, that's that's going to cause some physical damage. Yes. Um, that is likely to result in you know your child continuing to have or developing further disabilities. Exactly. Um, um, also, the... not fun.
0: I don't think. <laughs> no, I I don't fancy that either. Um, most of these fairy men and fairy women referred to themselves as fairy doctors and fairy doctors would admit would would sort of prescribe these cures these horrific cures on children um but one of the most famous cases of this in the newspaper was in 1895, and a woman called what was her name? I can't remember her name. Bear with me. Uh, I
1: want to say Beverly Cleary. Bridget. Bridget. Cleary. Bridget
0: Cleary uh, was Cleary. her name. Cleary. Uh, yeah. So one of the most famous stories about this was with a, uh, a was with a grown woman in 1895, and it riveted newspaper readers across Britain. So, the murder of Bridget Cleary, uh, a young Irish woman, was killed by her husband, family, and neighbours because they thought she was a fairy changeling. This story, I was traumatised. <laughs> by the time I'd finished reading it, I was like, this is, they're not very nice people. Um, so, in, 90, in 1895, not 1985, in 1895, a 26 year old dressmaker and her husband, a Cooper, lived in a comfortable cottage near her uh, her family in Southern Ireland. Bridget fell sick with an undiagnosed illness and within days was feverish, uh, raving, and no longer looked like herself. When regular medicine did not help, Michael summoned a priest, Jack Doon, and a fairy doctor, Dennis Graney, who found Bridget alive, but agitated. Michael told the priest that uh, he had not been given his had not been giving his wife prescribed medicine by the doctor because he had no faith in it so he'd basically been withholding proper medicine
1: i'm going to guess that's why the medicine didn't work probably because he wasn't giving it to her
0: Yes, uh, Bridget was given communion, and the fairy doctor confirmed that the woman was the ill woman was actually a fairy changeling, and the real uh, Bridget had been abducted and then taken to the fil- uh, to, to taken to the hill, and abducted by fairies because they, their house was on a hill, and everybody believed that fairies lived under this hill.
1: Yeah, I think that's like a thing, isn't it? That fairies live under hills.
0: Yes. Uh, where did i get to uh so the doctor devised several ordeals designed to make the changeling reveal itself bridget was force-fed forced to the ground and then tied to the bed forced to swallow potions that were made by this fairy doctor not an actual doctor just this random man i mean Um, even
1: then what did you say this was the 18
0: 1895
1: yeah yeah i mean even then it was just like opium and mercury, yeah, that's what real doctors yeah. were giving you well, so.
0: yeah exactly uh sprinkle she was sprinkled with holy water and urine, and then swung over the kitchen fire Oof. Bridget on one occasion on the final occasion, Bridget's nightgown caught fire, and Michael threw kerosene on Bridget <gasps> to cast the changeling out, I know, I'm sorry, oh God, I know uh the, he, michael her husband had invited the family and neighbors round just to watch um the, uh, so the family and friends were present at the time of bridget cleary's death michael had convinced them that she was a changeling or a witch he put his wife on the fire and stopped the family friends family and friends from doing anything to help her so basically he got he'd gone mad by this point michael and once he'd burnt her he buried her in a very shallow grave not far from the house and then um there were reports that he kept watch uh waiting for her waiting for his wife his wife to come back to to come back he believed she was going to come back on a white horse and of course she didn't um rumors when bridget had been hadn't been seen for a few uh days or weeks uh bridget uh rumors began to circulate that bridget was missing the local police began a search for her michael was quoted as claiming that his wife had been taken by the fairies and he appeared to be holding a vigil so he was basically just sitting watching waiting for his wife mm. to return Witness statements were gathered, and over the ensuing week, Bridget's burnt corpse was found in a shallow grave. A coroner's inquest the next day returned a verdict of death by burning. Michael Cleary, Patrick Boland, Mary Kennedy, James Kennedy and Patrick Kennedy, Bridget's family members, neighbours and friends, were all trialled for murder. Michael was found guilty of manslaughter and uh, sentenced to 20 years in prison with hard labour. He spent 15 years in prison, was released in 1910, where he moved to Liverpool. He emigrated to Canada that same year.
1: That's not manslaughter. No. Like,
0: I mean, I know,
1: I know that there is a clear difference between murder and manslaughter, but I'm, pretty sure part of that is about intent and i think that you you can't believe that setting somebody on fire isn't going to kill them no and whether you believe that person to be your wife or to be like an imposter of your wife setting them on fire is going
0: to kill them also in my research though there was obvious there was obvious talk of the fact that michael was probably not of sound mind uh, and was mentally ill himself so i don't know whether it was a, like a perfect storm of you know these fairy folk these fairy doctors saying to a to a, a man who is mentally ill your wife is a fairy your wife has been taken away by the fairies mm. and of course then it's stabled. it doesn't excuse what he did but you can kind of if you tell her if you tell somebody who is mentally ill something that isn't true and they hang on to it and go oh yeah that must that must explain it because there is no there is no proper thought process you know the thought processes of somebody who is mentally ill is is not as straightforward as as you or i might cognitively go yeah well fairies don't exist you know the the thing that shocked me was the fact that up until her brief period of illness she was healthy she Mm. was a you know she was a a dressmaker so Mm. she was she and she was only ill according to reports she was only ill for about a week two weeks maximum and he went i can't it it was almost like he went i can't deal with this i can't deal with this she's not getting any better well she's not going to get any better if you don't give her. I'm well
1: i'm i mean even if it's not, it like... wasn't like
0: a pro- it wasn't like a prolonged period of this person has been ill and has mm. been ill for like 20 years we're talking about a fortnight of... i was
1: gonna say if you'd like it takes you three weeks to get over the flu <laughs> yeah
0: exactly right. you know and even even you know even when you get over a slight yeah. cold that it's like you get you have about three weeks of getting back into the swing of it don't you but mm. uh, yeah that was the thing that shocked me it wasn't like a prolonged period of illness it was like two weeks no like, why aren't you better yet yeah and and to go
1: to go so like to go full so extreme yeah yeah do i know you said like a little bit about what what was what how she was presenting that Mm. made her like do we know what like was she having seizures was she She i
0: think she was just like very very uh, very high temperature very feverish and because she wasn't making and because the fever had made probably her made delirious. her delirious
1: yeah so she
0: was a bit like spaced out and not really with oh, it but God. if you've got a fever that's what that's what's gonna happen uh, yeah um because it's Jeez. almost like you're, you're when you get when you get a really high temperature your body goes into like like almost like a, a bit of a shock and a shutdown of i need to try and do everything i can to cool my inner temperature I mean, gauge.
1: i i'm My understanding of the reason that we get fevers and high temperatures is because that is our bodies going into sort of overdrive with our immune systems trying to fight off whatever whatever it
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. And because she wasn't better within a week, he was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. That's
1: tragic. That's absolutely, that's really sad.
0: I was traumatized. And when I got to the bit about what they did to her, like, and the fact that he wouldn't even let her parents in to help her, or you know, and the, I mean, the, the, her nightdress catching on fire and throwing kerosene on her awful. Oh, God. Um, so this popular tale, which sounds awful calling it a popular tale, but apparently that's what it was because in the newspapers, everybody was gripped by this, you know, mm. quote unquote madman who, I mean,
1: we, you know, the tabloids and the public love Mm.
0: a shocking they do scandalous terrible story don't they just um so was made into a nursery rhyme and used as a skipping song the first two lines of the poem um that the nursery rhyme was built around are "Are you a witch or are you a fairy or are you the wife of michael cleary oh wow um so yeah um i think that that is the ultimate going down in folklore isn't it really mm. um if you become a if you become a skipping song in a playground um the full uh i'm gonna uh, what i am gonna do is i'm gonna put the full poem that i have found um in our newsletter so if you want to read that newsletter please don't forget to subscribe um where you'll be getting lots of other bonus content and additional stuff as we go oh, along Lucy. The way. You're spending. I'm rubbing mm-hmm. up on you. You're yeah, yeah. Too but... much time with me. You'll be plugging the GoFundMe soon. <laughs> I don't kind of like. Sh- I don't. like I on it very gently, whereas you just go. By the way. <laughs> 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 um. Anyway. Um. So, although although this this story of uh, sort of Bridget and Michael is the most flamboyant one I could find, uh, this was. Far from the only case of changeling murder in the Victorian press. So this happened a lot. In the Victorian um, times as well. Like Awful. Like 150 years ago.
1: That's just... I know. It's quite like, scary, isn't it, really? Yeah.
0: Although changelings were more common in children with physical and mental ailments, all those perceived to be wayward or different from the norm uh, had fire used to get rid of whatever mm. was causing the evil. So thanks for that, everybody. Uh, So yes, that's Bridget and Michael uh, Cleary. Um, There was also stories about, you know, um, there was actually this was uh, this story was actually made into a kids book, and I was going to use this, and then I found out about Bridget. I was like, no, 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 this one is far more um, interesting to talk about, which again feels an awful thing to say. But the first story that I came across about changelings was more of like a proper folklore story of a a farmer and his wife and the farmer was out in the field all day and his wife was looking after their baby she decided to pop down into town to see a neighbor who wasn't very well and look after the neighbor she got back i don't know what she'd done with the baby but the left the baby in the house on its own she got back and the baby had turned into this like evil goblin child with a thick neck and teeth and looking very scrawny and the farmer got back and said that ain't our kid susan basically what have you done with our kid that ain't our kid this is this is
1: this is the great 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 grandma of our our uh, susan (laughs) yeah
0: uh yeah um um, had basically he was like that that's not our child and she was like no it is it is so she fed it and fed it and fed it it was like the tiger who came to tea basically wouldn't stop eating um when they when he'd eaten them out of house and home she he the farmer said you basically put that you put that baby on the hillside and leave it for the fairies or i'm leaving you basically so she did and no, 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 she did. Sorry, she did it. She refused. She took it to bed. The next morning, it was still like this goblin child. And the neighbor, <clears throat> she rang, she, I say rang the neighbor, like they've got phone lines in like medieval times. They went to see the neighbor who was ill yesterday and she said, If it is a changeling child, <clears throat> ask it a question. I can't remember what the question was, but ask it a question. And if it is a changeling child, you'll know. And she ended up burning it on the fire because it was a changeling child. And this cha- this changing child turned back into its beautiful, bouncing baby boy. And I'm like, what a weird story. Um,
1: and I mean, if that's the sort of folklore that people had to listen to, like, you can sort of, I'm not saying understand why Michael Cleary did what he did, but, you know, he thought it his wife was going to turn back into you know
0: his wife well yeah he genuinely believed that his wife was coming back on a white horse and of course she was she wasn't was she so um yes yeah, it's, it's very very bizarre story but again i think it's i think it's fascinating to see how attitudes have like obviously Nobody believes in fairies anymore, do they? And if you do, you kind of laugh at a little bit. If you say, "Oh, I believe in fairies," I can remember going to a school with a with a lad who said, "I don't believe in dinosaurs, but I believe in Father Christmas." You don't believe I? He doesn't. He didn't believe in dinosaurs, but he believed in Father Christmas. And I can remember scoffing at him. Um, don't get me wrong. I do sometimes wish Santa Claus was real. It would be quite nice, just because I'm a kid at heart. But nobody believes in fairies in this day and age.
1: I uh, met up with a friend of mine and her four-year-old daughter mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, it's, it's like full-on summer right now. Yeah, and uh, she is she <laughs> she kept pointing to men with beards in the street and asking if that was Santa, but it was <laughs> the summertime. <laughs> is this what? Oh. Is that what Santa does? Like, is this where Santa? He's is on is holiday. Is? Yeah, yeah, in the summer. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, when he's not in the North Pole, like, November to, to <laughs> 2nd of January, like, yeah. all the rest of the time, just hanging out in fucking loftborough
0: <laughs> What, well, why not? Um,
1: You'd at least think you've got a place on the Costa del Sol. Come on. Yeah,
0: or the Caribbean. Exactly. But, yeah, so, but in this day and age, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever remember sitting with anybody and them telling me, I believe in fairies. Do you? I mean... I I don't know anybody who t- has
1: believes in fairies openly, but mm. um those t- that would not be my choice of company to keep. So yeah, exactly,
0: yeah.
1: Um, you know, there may well be people out there who do genuinely believe in fairies, but I think that I don't know. There's believing in fairies, and then there's yeah. using changelings as an excuse for why you're loved one has got a disability or
0: illness Mm. and i i can. there is a bit of me that can kind of understand like back in the medieval times it is a way of explaining if you don't know any better and there is no medical profession to go no no this is what's neurologically wrong with your child Mm. you can kind of understand it a little bit i
1: no no absolutely but i think the key the thing that i sort of feel about this is the, it's the difference between explaining and like using it as an excuse for like saying you know oh well my child has developed a disability and so they must have been swapped out by fairies mm. and then saying like my child <sighs> i don't know i just i feel like saying you know my child has has developed a disability and so they must not be my child i think that's the fundamental that, bit yeah that in. is the
0: bit that's quite painful it's not my it's not my child my child they've swapped do that. it
1: out yeah they yeah. swapped them out like almost you know if if the if the story was oh they've come along and cursed my child so they developed a disability or something at least then you're not disowning them
0: no there is that's what's pretty painful there is an element of like disowning yeah definitely you know this you know this changeling child is not mine burn it burn it with the fire (laughs) yeah
1: and and you know you i can sort of like you say like if you don't understand medicine and science and stuff like that and you need a reason for why this has happened like going oh well it must be because a fairy has cursed them makes there there is a sense there there is a logic there but mm. the the swapping them out thing it's it it's just it completely dehumanizes doesn't it yeah just strips away any. Any element of who that person really well, is, mean,
0: even in this day and age, to a certain extent, that all right, they're not burning us on the fire, but you do get a lot of dehumanisation around disability. It, there is this le- that I think, I think for me personally, I feel sometimes that there is a level of uh, thank God it's them and not me.
1: And I think, like you know, I, I've taught to people even my own experience of you know more in more recent years identifying more strongly with being disabled there is a reluctance amongst families and parents to go my child is disabled um you know not not every family obviously I know your family have always been super supportive and I'm not saying that my parents have rejected me in any way but there is certainly a an element of you know some families want to say you're not disabled you just need a bit of help with this because and i think that's where a little bit where i was sort of felt what i was trying to express you know if you medicate a person for their mental illness then it's 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 an an illness you have to treat there's something wrong with that person whereas if actually you can you know you can love them better you mm. you know you can be what they need to stop having fucking delusions or manic episodes like it's it doesn't it takes that person out of that disabled category and into all oh, they're just a person who needs a little bit of extra love or support or whatever it is and it's just fundamentally that's not what disability is no you know we everybody needs love and support and care you you can't undisable somebody no by ignoring it or or loving it or purging it out of them.
0: It's like that quote you get at funerals, isn't it you know like poems and quotes that they often use, you know that if like if If my love was enough to keep you here, then you'd have been here for a, a thousand more years that kind of thing. It's that sort of similar thing you know there are people that that think that you know if you if you love somebody enough it'll 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 fix itself it'll be all right. Do you know what I mean
1: mm. and when it comes to disability, I mean when it comes to anything, you know you you can't that's that's just not how it works, and I think no. that by saying well this isn't my baby this is a evil fairy that's been swapped out for my baby it even gives people kind of permission to to stop loving and caring about that baby I know, but
0: i think that happens i think that happens throughout history because disability was the like last taboo, wasn't it really like you look at the royal family and there was kids that were hidden away from view at all times because they just didn't want they didn't want anything to do with it it's like kind of and i think in this day and age you either get parents like mine and yours who are like yeah that's fine we'll get on with it you know what i mean with this is that cards we've been dealt it's brilliant and then you get the other side of the coin where you get parents of disabled children who like, like you say, are in denial, uh, or they try and they are they without knowing it, they sort of describe them as more disabled than they are. Do you understand what I mean by that? So they'll say, "Oh, I don't know, Billy, for instance, uh, can't walk very far and he can't do this and he's not he's not talking or all." This kind of thing. And actually, the reality of it is. I'm not you know the reality of it is that yes they may have difficulties but it's not half as bad as the parents perceive it to be
1: I think I think there's a there's a lot of different complexities to it and I think that in terms of the way that society you know there are there are very few people I think it takes a special kind of person to go my child's disabled Mm. and that's, fine. That's who they are, and I love them. Yeah. Regardless of whether you know, like, I'm sure that if you asked my parents, or even your, you know, your parents who have always been incredibly supportive of, of you, if you if you they, you asked your mum if you could click your fingers and take Lucy's disability away. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. You do she it often in a she often says, you know, if I could, you know, if I could swap, if I could take on what you've got, I'd do it. Mm. I, but i my car argument is well, why would i give you this in the first place i wouldn't do that but mm. it's i can understand where she's coming from yeah
1: but i think that you know there are there are those that there's it's it's the acceptance and rejection and i think there's just there's a there's a spectrum of it there's a, mm. a one far end of people going it's who you are and i love you and all of this mm. and then there's you know you move through people going it's i i wish it wasn't that they weren't i wish that they didn't have to go through the difficulties Mm. and you know moving down to it it's not fair why them they can't do this and you know even into i want to take this out of them and that's where i mean we do even now see you know all of the stuff that awful stuff that uh got talked about when we did um autism awareness week mm-hmm. last year yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, feeding bleach to your children and this idea that you know when they're when that child is shitting blood and vomiting blood that's that's the autism coming it's working,
0: out it's working it's yeah. working yeah when it's is, actually it's their just, fucking
1: stomach lining
0: yeah i mean then you get you get parents don't you that are oh, they want every operation under the sun some of the operations make their disability worse longer down the line and i think that again is to do with the acceptance not necessarily of the child's own acceptance but the parents own acceptance i think, I think
1: that's what i'm trying to say is i think that there is a difference yes and i think that by the the impact that you know although we may not believe in fairies anymore most of us (laughs) that there is this
0: the lingering tropes exactly exactly
1: still linger of that dehumanizing of of what can i I, it going to extremes to to get the disability out
0: yes get rid uh, of it because get rid of it
1: i think that the the changeling myths is the really distilled down version of what is still very prevalent
0: in our society mm. and i think as well you look at you look at things that you can do to check the healthiness of your unborn baby in these these days you can have scans that detect things like spina bifida or down syndrome for instance and and doctors will still now offer the mother a termination if it has down syndrome or there's like injections you can have to stop spina bifida it happens that early on the baby isn't even here yet and you're going let's just check (laughs) make sure
1: you know my friends and family know this but my husband and i have very much made the decision not to have a biological child Mm -hmm. because in part my eye condition is genetic and we don't know which gene I have that causes RP yet. And so because I don't want my child to no. have to experience my disability, I am choosing not to have biological children. Mm. So it is, you know, even within the the lived... And, and I think... I think there is a difference, and perhaps I'm justifying this because of, you know, because of where I sit sort of within this on that spectrum. But I think there is a difference between a entirely non-disabled parent deciding to terminate their pregnancy because their child may have Down syndrome. Yes. um, Versus me making the decision that I don't want to risk my child having RP because i have the lived experience of having had rp yeah you know but but i think it it just demonstrates that they are, it is still a like you say you know it's it's still something that is is really ingrained in our society that that parents don't want their children to be disabled yeah. um whereas i mean fundamentally parents parents should just love their kids yeah um and you know when when what when that child is here and with you and a disability becomes apparent the idea that that is so abhorrent to you that, that you... makes
0: my stomach turn you know it's yeah. the equivalent of your mind my, my, my parent or my mom and dad or your mom and dad finding out that we're either can't walk or have visual a visual impairment they're making us going live in the shed
1: yeah. from now yeah. until
0: eternity because yeah. believe you me if they made me go and live in the shed i'd be down there kicking off calling a press conference calling the Guardian, calling ITV News, like, excuse me, my mother has put me in the shed. Like, but it wouldn't happen because we have very down-to-earth parents who go, yeah, this is what it is. Let's crack on, shall we? Not, oh my God, my poor child has got a thick neck and a full set of just. I
1: think... I'd really like to have a conversation sometime with some non-disabled parents of disabled children mm. and, you know, it sort of talk about all of these, these different elements to it, because I think that, you know, that, oh my God, my poor child. Yeah. I mean, I suspect, you know, I mean, you said it yourself that your mum said if she could take it all off of you. Yeah. And- have it herself i mean there is there is an element of oh my poor child with that and i, I know i know that your disability gives you pain and mm. the access is inaccessible things are are a huge a huge terrible awful thing it's just it's very complicated it is and very think, very complicated but i it, think much I... smarter people than us um <laughs> probably uh, are having these these debates in much more eloquent fashion
0: but it did i mean doing the research about changelings did make me think well actually if you think about it that take away the fairies for instance this whole trope how no matter how watered down it is is still there to a certain yeah. extent yeah absolutely. Which, which that was what the bit that i found fascinating no matter how horrific that story about bridget and michael was nobody in this day and age is hopefully <laughs> dangling children over fires and you know casting stuff out but there is a very much watered down version of that that doesn't involve fairies or fire that you can still go actually yeah from where i sit you know you can there definitely are, see it yeah definitely there are definitely
1: it. parents out there who are going how do i treat my child how yes. do i
0: how do i fix this but yeah just I like you, you take away the fairy element and it's still there it's, you think you know how makes you kind of question whether we've moved on a little bit i think well i know we have because we're not using fire to treat anything um
1: (laughs) but we're not no we're not using fire to treat anything but we are using bleach on children to treat autism yeah you know it's not it's it's not certainly not better no is it would
0: you rather the bleach or the fire today which one would you rather it's like the lesser of two evils isn't it but yeah it's, it's, yeah it's not it's not you know it's certainly not better but we we are certainly not blaming it on the fairies anymore
1: so there you go Thank... um <laughs> that is our our changeling fabled episode Mm -hmm. uh team let us know what you thought uh we're going to get a sensible person to do some bonus content to talk a little bit more about changelings in here uh that you will be able to find on our in our newsletter so go and read that if you would like uh, a bit more like i say sensible clear coherent
0: discussion i thought it was quite coherent actually i i think i did very well there
1: yeah uh on that note um we will see you next time see you next time thanks for listening to the label podcast if you like the show you can rate review and subscribe and you can follow us on social media at labeled pod
0: this episode was edited by adam hall our music was by Maisie crunden and we'd like to thank the rest of the team involved